Everybody, welcome back to Brunch and Slay. I'm your host, Amira Sane, and of course, I'm happy to be back with you. And this week, I have a really cool lady who, another one who thought of something we all should have thought of, <laughs> who I had to have on the show. And so I would, I definitely want to thank her for being here and say hello. Hi, Tammy. Hi, how are you? So happy to be here. Glad oh, I'm so happy show. to have you. Yes. So we have Miss Tammy Bowser, who has created this awesome company called SnackMyWedding.com. And before we dive into what Snack My Wedding is all about, I definitely want to give you guys a chance to get to know a little bit about who Tammy is, what her background is, and how she truly is every woman. So Tammy, who are you? (laughs) Well, where do I start? Where do I start? So just just a little bit about me. I am married, have one child. I've been married for 14 years. We uh, we met in college. So wow. uh, we've been together since college. Uh, I went to college actually for accounting, believe it or not. That's something that is a very a very great profession to go into, something that a lot of people get into and then they realize at the end of the day it's not where their heart is. So that's kind of what happened to me. And so I did accounting for over 12 years and I still have a passion for numbers and a passion for thinking outside of the box. And I did that for about 10 years. I went from a pharmaceutical company and then on to a company that deals more with the fashion side of things. So I like to say that I went from finance to fashion. (laughs) (laughs) And so the company that I'm at now, it allows me to use my kind of my financial side of thinking, but also the side of my brain that kind of lets me be creative and lets me kind of get those juices flowing just a little bit. So that's uh, that's kind of the background story on me. I like to tell that story because I like people to kind of think about being able to pivot from a career. Just because you went to school to do one thing doesn't mean you have to end your career there. You can always think of ways to use what you learned in school to do what you actually want to do. Yeah, I love that term pivot. Yeah, I yeah. like that. <laughs> My degree is in political science, which I have never used. So, hey, I am the queen of reinventing herself in careers. Where did you go to school? I actually I started out at Northwestern and I actually finished up at University of Phoenix, which is a great school that allows you to work and go to school at the same time. Oh, yeah. I know all about proprietary colleges. I worked at one for over 10 years. Right. Uh, and I definitely believe in having convenient options for non-traditional students. So, exactly. Yes. Exactly. It was a great way to uh, work and go to school at the same time for me personally. Yeah. Okay. So you're out of school. You got this degree that everybody says is the degree to have. You know, I'm sure everybody's like, you got that degree and you're not using it. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. My mother was very instrumental in saying, hey, go to school, get a good job. So I did that. I did that for 12 years and now I'm ready to figure out what's next in my life. I think you kind of figured it out. I think so, right? Yeah, I think it's safe to say we're we're past the kind of stage. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> okay, so the name in itself, I'm sure people are intrigued. Snag my wedding. You know, yeah. we know number one, yeah. the wedding industry is probably a trillion dollar industry. I know it's at least a multiple billion dollar industry. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, so everybody, I know back in the day in another lifetime, 
in one of my pivot moments, <laughs> I was uh, an, a wedding planner. And I know oh. that as soon as I would call it a venue or uh-huh. a vendor and I would say it was for a wedding, uh-huh. uh, the price went up. So we oh, know that there is an area of lots of abundance. <laughs> Yes, it is a it is a place of never ending money for sure. People spend a ton of money on weddings. The average wedding is around twenty six thousand dollars, and just imagine that being spent over and over and over and over again. So the kind of the concept kind of came from me actually being in a wedding and thinking about all those things that go into the planning of a wedding, the setting up of the wedding and things like that. It's just kind of in this economy where we're in a very shared economy. People want to use what they bought or paid for more than once. You have Uber, you have a car. So you want to use that over and over again. So it kind of goes along that same line. Mm -hmm. So what actually happened was I was in my cousin's wedding. I was a matron of honor. That's the married one, correct? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For those who don't know. For those who don't know, that make you be the matron of honor. (laughs) So um, with her wedding, we have a huge family. My mother is uh, uh, nine. There, She has nine brothers and sisters, so there are 10 kids total. So when someone in our family does something, we all it's all hands on deck. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And so she uh, she called and she said, would you be in my wedding? I said, for sure. And then, of course, with you being in the wedding, being family, it's like, OK, everybody's going to pitch in and help with this wedding. It's like, OK, sure. So her mom, who is also does uh, event planning, she, of course, dug her heels in there. And she the wedding was in Baton Rouge and we live in uh, we were she was located in Shreveport. So imagine having a u-haul truck full of stuff for this wedding to take it all the way to baton rouge was like a five-hour drive and all Mm -hmm. all of my family all of my family coming to meet there and then the night before we were to put this wedding together wow (laughs) and so we get there and everything is unloaded from this u-haul truck at the venue the night before and about three in the morning when we finished up i was like that was a lot of work I could just imagine how many people who have done this, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've got friends that have gotten married. You may, I don't know, you may, you've been in a wedding or you just showed up, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm an all hands on deck kind of girl, <laughs> You're all hands on deck kind of girl. So you yeah. know exactly what I mean. So yeah, our family was there until about three in the morning, putting everything together, putting the finishing touches on everything. And once the wedding was over, I just had almost an epiphany. I was like, you know, if I put this much work into something, how many times does this happen? This is happening over and over again. And these these flowers that you purchase, these tablecloths that you purchase, it was all just in this room. And when the wedding was done, I asked her, I said, so what are you going to do with everything? And she said, I'm not sure. And so we packed up everything <laughs> that we had already, you know, laid out in this nice fashion, packed it all up, brought it back to her house, put it in her living room. And it, you know, was going to sit there. And as I was driving home, this five-hour drive back to Shreveport, and then a you know three or three-hour drive back to actually to Dallas. In that in that drive, it came to me. I said, you know, if she's doing that, there are a thousand other brides that are doing the same thing. And I just light bulb moment. I need to create something where that makes it easy for brides to resell their wedding 
even before the wedding starts as you're purchasing things oh. this site allows you to go on and start you know taking photos we prefer professional photos from the photographer but mm-hmm. if you could take a good photo everybody's got good lighting these days so if you could take a great photo of your dress or your shoes or little you know candles that you're buying anything and start posting it then people will see that and they will like they see your style and they see how you're going and Someone down the street may want that wedding. And so as soon as you're done, they agree to purchase either the entire thing or a portion of the wedding. So that's now, it in a nutshell. Yeah. And how genius is that? Exactly. <laughs> I remember when I got married, mm-hmm. um, I wanted I didn't want to keep the dress. I didn't see a point in keeping it. Right. So I did. The, at the time, Houston had this really cute boutique that basically it was a resale shop for wedding dresses and you could you know put your wedding dress and the petticoat and the veil all that good stuff you could sell it and it was a really cute i always say kind of shabby chic um really cute spot they're not open anymore but i was able to sell my dress there and i remember thinking i wish i could have sold a lot of other stuff or you know yeah so genius that's all i can say (laughs) (laughs) ding 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 you win (laughs) i mean with my my finance background i always think roi what's your return on your investment and this is like an instant return you can at least probably get half of your money back just by you know putting those things out there and putting it the the key to this website is that there yes there are a lot of websites out there that can allow you to post a candle here post a you know a dress here and a shoe here but the idea for my website was to pull it all together show you how the bride has already used it and you just basically love her aesthetic you love what she did and you snag the entire thing and yeah. that's it. And you guys have wedding rings. I mean, like everything from A to Z. <laughs> A to Z. I mean, because you do have those weddings that don't happen. Let's we want to get into those, but there right. are some. There are a few where it just doesn't happen for them, and they've already purchased everything, so they have to end up selling everything. So, is this just for brides, or can bridesmaids jump in? Can they sell? Can you sell bridesmaids dresses, or oh, how does that work? Of course, of course. This is this is uh, the underlying truth. Is this is really for the, all the people, the bridesmaids that have, have all these dresses in their closet? That's the now thing. you know some people are happy right now. Right. <laughs> Stop making people wear ugly dresses. Right, no. right. So you can get get all your bridesmaids to agree up front to sell their dress, and that, and then you can just wash your hands of it. You have to have to see it again. So the package typically is more appealing to people to have like a one-stop shop, one-click. Right. The package to me and what I'm trying to go for is giving people the aesthetics of it. Because you Mm -hmm. can't really envision a wedding when you're trying to sell me, you know, the tablecloth over here and you're separating the things in the website. This kind of puts it almost into a collage type setting Mm -hmm. and gives you, and that's why we ask and we prefer that you use the professional uh, photos that your wedding photographer takes. So uh, another benefit is that you tell your wedding photographer up front, hey, mm-hmm. I'm planning to resell my wedding. So make sure you get good shots of my shoes, my dress, all of these things. And you don't pay for the pictures again. You just use the same ones from your wedding. Genius. No, I love it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I really, I just, I literally, this is one of those things I'm like, really? Why didn't we think of it? It's so easy. The site is gorgeous. Thank you. Um, Thank yeah, I think that this is just a no-brainer for folks. Right, right. So who are your ideal, I guess, folks? How do you get the word out to people that, or when you launched, let's talk about that. When you launched, how did you let people know that you were here? 
I mainly use social media. It's a great avenue for advertising. And the hashtag I like to search is engaged because I Mm -hmm. want them to start thinking about it as soon as you're getting engaged because as soon as you get engaged you start looking through these magazines and you're thinking oh i can get this i can get that well what if you could think of i can get this i can get that and i can also sell this because Mm -hmm. you're thinking i have to buy it and then nothing but if you're thinking right away that i can sell this you could probably spend a little bit more get something a little bit nicer now, do you have different tiers or different section? Are there is there like a designer section, a mid level? Um, currently, there's just there's one section. Um, it's uh, it also allows you to search by color. You can search by city, and you can search by style. And that to me gives you the benefit of narrowing it down. Say, for example, if you want your wedding to be red and white, you're searching for red and white weddings mm-hmm. in Frisco, Texas, and then you want a traditional style. And then what pops up could be, you know, someone right around the corner who just had a wedding last week and they have all the things that you want to buy. And now you just, you know, completed your wedding in 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Why do you do <laughs> Wouldn't that be lovely? Right. I guess it is. Huh? Yeah, it, it, it can be. It can so be. when it comes to getting the equipment, is it a meetup or, or do they ship it? The thing that I was trying to prevent is actually shipping because that's also another cost that's adding on. Mm-hmm. So for me, the ideal person would find someone near them in their city. That's why I was just really adamant about adding that location feature in there so that people can actually search within their city. And with Dallas being the largest, one of the largest wedding places around, you you should have no problem finding a wedding that appeals to you in Dallas. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, any metropolitan city. Right. You know, and Dallas does have a lot of venues. (laughs) Yes, we do. We do. You shouldn't have a problem. But yes, I don't I don't discourage it. I don't um, discourage them being able to ship it. But that's just another added expense. And with those larger items, you don't want to ship those people do some pretty elaborate things. And I, I would think they would prefer just to kind of have someone pick those up. It's just like any other website where you just kind of meet in a very safe location, a Starbucks or something like that, and then exchange those items. And do you have like a a tier for pricing or can people just kind of put out what they paid and how do you account for, you know, they've been used? The way that we do it is we uh, we ask them to put their original price so people can know what it costs you. And then the then it allows you to then put in your sale price. For example, uh from my cousin's wedding, I had the the dress I purchased was about $150. And so I put in the initial cost and then I put in, you know, I'm selling it for $35 because you're not trying to make a million dollars off of this. This is something that is used, but it's like a great thing someone can get. If you know, if you're in a wedding and there's this dress that you're looking for and you can get it for 35 versus 150. Why not? Wow. Yeah. Man, I'm like literally we'll have to talk online because I'm like thinking how totally on Pinterest and how that links back and all that. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you're all, on top of all of that. I'm on all of that. Pinterest, Instagram. Yes. Now they didn't have this back in 2000 and beep beep when I got married. Hey, you still have your items. We accept them. No, thankfully they they bought that dress from that resale shop. Right. The dress, the petticoat, and and the train. That's another thing people can start thinking about. I mean, I'm sure there are like 
thousands of weddings that are just sitting in a closet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so just pull those out. If they're still in style, we would love to have them. I smell a vintage section. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to hire you. <laughs> Okay, so you are diving into this. Now, mind you, I'm not going to talk about your serial entrepreneurship because I can't wait to have you back to talk about your up-and-coming project. Yes. (laughs) But let's talk a little bit about this transition. So you're an accountant, Mm -hmm. and you are loving fashion, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to find your call. What's that like when you're trying to make that transition? How How were you able to go from one end of the spectrum to the next how long did that take what was that journey like um the journey was not I think the hard part to being able to pivot is finding a company that has that kind of that kind of organization or those kind of opportunities within the organization to pivot so I mainly focused on the company that had some things that I might be interested in so I was able to uh begin working for the company using my accounting background. And once I was there, I expressed interest in other areas. And once I found someone uh, in the management level that had an open mind, I think that's very important when you're trying to pivot the person that you're in front of, the person that you're talking to, they need to be open-minded to what you're asking to do because Mm -hmm. you're asking to go from A to Z sometimes. And they're like, you don't have any experience in Z. We can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> right. But, but you also had that relationship already. So they knew your work ethic. Right, they knew right, they knew a little right. bit about you. So it really goes back to that getting making real relationships. Yeah, making real relationships, networking, letting people know that, hey, I've got, you know, this. This is what I really, you know, think about. This is how I think. This is how I feel. Volunteering for different projects that kind of highlight the different aspects of you. I think we all have, you know, a special, special piece that we about us that we could use at work. You just have to show people that great thing about you. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so how do you show them? Do you volunteer? Do you come early, stay late? I think that you have to, I think you have to volunteer in and outside of work. One of the things that I do to kind of feed that creative uh, drive that I have is I volunteer for uh, Frisk Young Entrepreneurs of Frisco. And it's a program to where it allows kids to create their own business. And I come in as a mentor, helping them with the financial piece. I help them with the kind of brainstorming piece of their project. It's a long, a lengthy, probably, I think it is, I think 17 weeks. We come in about the seventh week and kind of walk them through that. So you kind of flex that muscle. If you can't flex it at work, I think you should flex it outside of work and just kind of see what you're really good at and understanding that like that okay so you go from accounting Mm -hmm. you get into the dream fashion feel that you're wanting Mm -hmm. and then you decide to make another pivot and say I want to do something for myself yeah I think that if you're an entrepreneur it's always there Mm -hmm. it's there when you go it's there when you wake up in the morning it's there when you go to sleep so the best way to do it is if you have a nine to five then uh five to nine is yours so you can do whatever you want from five to nine So true. <laughs> so true. So that's so, why I've always wanted to do something. And I've had, you know, if you're a serial entrepreneur, you got a ton of ideas. But when you tell your husband that you, this idea about a wedding and your husband's on board, then you must have something. <laughs> Men don't care about weddings. So not, no, very rarely. <laughs> very rarely. Yeah. So 
what advice do you have for someone who's wanting to to go into the space of not just owning their own business, but you have a virtual business that is trading goods. So yeah. what are some of the hiccups? Like what's the one thing you know for sure do not do this? <laughs> oh, great. One thing that you do not do is you do not have someone build your website who lives in another place. That is number one. That okay. was the number one mistake I made. Um, trying to... T- uh, have someone visualize what you're asking them to do over the phone is kind of hard. You have to, I don't say it can't be done. It's hard when you do it the first time. Maybe the second time I could do it, but that first time it was a mistake. I wasted a, a little bit of money creating a website that wasn't what I wanted. But when I was able to physically sit in front of someone and tell them what I wanted, it just clicked and it was no problem. So that would be my advice. And what about as far as I'm now, you know, this is give me some pointers because finance is your background. Mm-hmm. What are some things for sure when starting a new business that you, that you should. definitely should do? Um, definitely put put your put your money where your mouth is. If you are if you want beautiful things, you have to start with something beautiful. I think the website is kind of the gateway into your vision so that needs to be welcoming pretty it needs to be something that's easy to use so invest there at first the first time around I, I didn't invest like I should that second time around I invested like I should and I got exactly what I wanted and then that person is still here with me today even though she's finished the project several years ago she's still there to for anything I need any updates I need she's very quick she's she does it right on time so no problem so it's just like the old saying goes you get what you pay for so pay for it and then the other thing is I think marketing is changing a little bit marketing is you can market on social media but you do have to go through some paid avenues like um, I use a lot of Facebook ads and things Mm -hmm. like that to kind of level things up a little bit I agree. Never underestimate the power of those inexpensive Facebook ads, too. They're not expensive. Don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated by them. And if there's something that you don't know how to do, I think the other thing is ask. Oh, absolutely. Always someone in your circle or someone who knows someone that can help you out. So who is your girl boss, I guess, crush? Who's that person who truly inspires you to take it to the next level? Can I have a guy crush? Yeah. <laughs> so my guy crush is Gary Vaynerchuk. Ah, Gary V. Gary V. <laughs> I can is, see. Okay. He is so real. He just puts it right out there and doesn't take any excuses. He's like, um, you want a business? You've got all the hours in the day. You have the same hours in the day I do. Go do it. There's no excuses. Yeah, I, I love I love it, and I love how he just decided, did it, kept doing it, right? Learned as he went, right. not so good at the beginning, and just keep pushing through. You guys got to check him out. He has a podcast, um, yes. also, and you know, clearly everybody knows I'm a podcast junkie. That's yeah, just my too. fuel. So, <laughs> okay, so he's your inspo, mm-hmm. and what is your vision like? Where do you, where do you see this going in in the immediate future? What are you adding that you can talk about? What oh. are, where are you taking this? So the vision in the future would definitely be, you know, snag my event. 
we have tons of events. If you think baby shower, bachelorette parties, kids parties, uh, we all put a lot of effort into those today. And we buy a lot of things, a lot of decorations, a lot of things that could be used more than once. I'm very, if you don't see the trend, I'm very much a recycle. I don't like to waste things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I feel like if there's a way to reuse something, then we should do it. Uh, Not only does it help our pocket, but it helps the environment. So... Uh, yes I literally went through a year it's like we all had something in the water it was like two years all of my really close friends in this circle everybody was pregnant like boom 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 dominoes (laughs) and I can't tell you how many times I was on Etsy getting stuff custom made or ordering custom things and then afterwards you know you spend a fortune and it's sitting in my garage even now Exactly. so hurry up and put that site up (laughs) Everybody's garage is waiting on that one. It just it would just make it so much easier. It's like uh okay, Winnie the Pooh. You type that in and several of them come up and someone's already done it. Why do why do we need to reinvent the wheel all the time? The wheel has already been made. Yes. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> so where can people find you? Well, I am on Instagram, T A as an Apple, Bowser, B O W S E R. And for my uh, Snag My Wedding, is uh, everything is at Snag My Wedding. Simple, easy. And I will put it in the show notes so you guys do not have to worry. Uh, and, and pass it on, share it. I can't wait to share it and let more people know. I, I mean, she's been around for a minute. She doesn't need me to let people know. But I think <laughs> it's just such a great idea. And as soon as I found out about it, I thought, wow, okay, another one. And I'm so thankful to be able to connect with women like you who are owning their own space, creating their lane, and and doing it with excellence. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us, Tammy. Uh, you guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to Brunch and Slay. Make sure you share. Make sure you review. And if you really love us, you can definitely donate to keep the movement going. Uh, you can see a link in the show notes as well. And until next time, I'm Amira Saint with Brunch and Slay. Hey.